Sports Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and as promised, we are counting down the top 10 sporting moments of 2020. And joining me to discuss this further, I've got the content producer with the Straits Times, Zia Ul Raushan, in the studio. And on the phone, I'm joined by Roshan Rai, who's a sports broadcaster. Gentlemen, welcome. How are we? I'm good, I'm good. Looking forward to chatting about some sporting moments. Uh, looking forward to getting stuck in with, uh, with Raushan as well. Yep, very excited to count down what's been a difficult year for sport, let's say. And I think, uh, you know, we can start with uh, Liverpool ending 30 years of hurt. Roshan, I know that you'll want to speak about this, you know, in great detail. But I think it's only fair that we play a little clip for you. The biggest lift for Liverpool. Roshan, as a lifelong Liverpool fan, what did that moment feel like? Yeah, I mean, it felt fantastic. Uh, you'd gotten accustomed to sort of uh, missing out on, on, on titles, you know, throughout those 30 years. I wouldn't say we were suffering as fans. You know, I think it, it, it's still Liverpool are still a massive club and still there were trophies to celebrate, there were titles to be won, uh, but not the league title, not the, not the one that everyone has craved so much. And then for Klopp to come in and really sort of, you know, bring the club to the to the next level and uh, and bounce back from missing out on the title just a season before to Manchester City, and we've seen how um, the club, you know, Liverpool under Brendan Rodgers, how you know they sort of got derailed from that instead of, of moving on from uh, from that title defeat to to City back then when he was in charge. They actually had a spectacular collapse the season after. Uh, they weren't so good in the transfer window. Didn't find the right signings, the right players to to come in and strengthen the side. And I think uh, there was a bit of a fear, perhaps in some quarters that uh, that might also happen after missing out on the title by just a point. But the way they responded, you know, they showed that, yeah, that title defeat hurt and they played like it actually was very painful for them and they blew everyone away, uh, winning it, I think, in, uh, in what would have been record time if not for COVID-19. Um, but winning it with, uh, I think, what, seven matches to spare in the league? So it was absolutely fantastic. A brilliant, brilliant season all around. And then I know the Club World Cup title didn't happen in 2020, but I'm going to claim that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic to see him uh, just get the sort of success that he has with this club. And it's been a really nice progression. You know, since he's come in, um, even that first season where they didn't do so well in the league, but you can see that progression in terms of making it to the final of the Europa League, missing out on that, getting Liverpool then back into the Champions League. And there was a steady progression um, throughout his time uh, at Liverpool and now they just look uh, they just look like a really incredible and, and solid squad and credit as well must go to Michael Edwards the sporting director um, and as well the, the backroom staff that uh, you know that whole support system it's not just one person that uh, finds success it's that whole team working together to deliver quality and uh, deliver success yeah but I think progression is a fantastic point that Roshan brings up it's from top to all the way down to the team they're, they're in a good way. They they know what they're doing. They're not letting the COVID break affect them. They're not letting players going out or injury affect them. Obviously, the high point this year was winning the league. But it seems like it's just going to be the first of many. And as a United fan, it's painful to watch. But as a neutral observer, it's it's really exciting. I think Liverpool have a very, very capable squad. Probably arguably the best in Europe and I think their domination might be starting now. Yeah, and I did say, uh, Roshan, you did mention how the league, of course, you're waiting for, but the season before you won the Champions League as well. Yes. Just shows That's the right. uh, you know influence that Jurgen Klopp has had. Even this season, without their leader at the back, Virgil van Dijk, Alisson was also missing 
uh, for mm. quite a bit of as well. But, you know, they just seem to turn it around when it matters. And they beat Spurs and just blown away Crystal Palace. And, you know, nicely sitting at the top of the table. And, you know, history could repeat itself. And they could probably catch United at the way they're going on 20 league titles. But, you know, we'll just see how that goes. I know Roshan wants to say something. Can I just quickly ask Roshan, <laughs> when, when the league stopped for COVID-19, obviously the league was suspended for a while. Did you ever doubt that, ah, oh, here we go again. It's not going to happen now, is it? Yeah, there were a few doubts. I mean, you know, the, the team has come close before in previous years. Even uh, when Benitez was... There, they were close one, uh, one year. I think it was two thousand nine, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. something like that, where they missed out to United by four points. Oh yeah, so, they had a uh, huge Manchester lead as well. And yeah, and, and you know the thing is, the you always have that fear, right? Because you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Um, not just in football, but you're not quite sure what's going to happen around the world as course, well yeah. with, uh, with the virus that's come in. So, I mean, bigger picture, there are more important things than football. But obviously, um, from a sporting perspective, as a fan, you were a little bit concerned. Um, I'm glad they, they came to uh, some sort of compromise. They were able to restart the league. Uh, it's just a shame that their fans weren't around, that they weren't able to go on a, on a parade around the city. But uh, I guess that just means they're going to have to try and win it again this season and hopefully things will be better and they'll be able to celebrate in front of, in front of their fans. Fair play. Well done, Liverpool. Now, moving <laughs> swiftly on, we turn our attention to Bayern Munich. Treble winning Bayern Munich under Hansi Flick. How he wasn't... You know, voted the best manager this year is you know, kind of beyond a lot of people because Jurgen Klopp, of course, he won the league. But Hansi Flick, when he came in, Bayern were, of course, not doing very well in the league. They beat PSG to the title. But that one man, Robert Lewandowski, he got robbed of the Ballon d'Or, but won the yep. best awards. You know, if 2020 belonged to any footballer, it has to be Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, I would think so. I think you feel for him and the fact that uh, you know the Ballon d'Or was uh, was cancelled. Otherwise, I think he'd be a he'd have been a shoe in, um, deserve that uh, that best uh, award that he got. Uh, I'm generally not that big on individual awards, but you know it is what it is, and it's uh, it's valuable to to some of these players. Uh, but look, Hansi Flick when he came in, I mean the the job that he he's done has been again absolutely outstanding. Just the way he changed Bayern's styles of play. Under Kovacs, they were a little bit more reactive. They allowed the opposition to, to pass it around a little bit more before applying pressure. But uh, with Hansi Flick, his style is just, you know, we want to impose pressure on, on the opposition as quickly as we can. We want to play high up the pitch, our counter-pressing game, and our energy has got to be on point. And uh, I think you'll notice as well with Klopp's Liverpool and with uh, Hansi Flick's Bayern in terms of the trends that we're seeing in football now, the more successful sides tend to play that sort of style of football. Very quick on their transitions, very aggressive with their pressing. And what they can also do is that they've got different ways of breaking you down. You know, it's not just about getting balls into those wider areas, sending crosses into it. They can break you down centrally. They can pass it through you. They can also play longer direct passes uh, and hurt you on the counter-attack. So it's all about just trying to get uh, different ways of, of breaking through opposition blocks. And I think it was really, really great to see Bayern just uh, that, that comeback that they had in that season, not just to go on and win the Bundesliga, uh, but you're right to point out going on to win the treble as well with some really exciting uh, and high-quality football. I completely agree. I think Hansi Flick really switched that team around. Look, Bayern have always been the team to beat in the Bundesliga, so I'm not saying that achievement doesn't mean as much, but probably compared to the Champions League victory, I think those one-legged ties help them, but you've got to beat who's in front of you, and they did that, and they did that well. Now, moving swiftly on, Raushan, I know you'll be um, you know, quite excited to talk about this next man after. You know what he overcame recently? He was, you know, he contracted COVID-19, but, you know, just before all of that happened, he uh, created history. 
in 2020. We're off the track. Lewis Hamilton has found his voice. And on it, once again, he's found his groove. And now he finds himself alongside Michael Schumacher as top in the record books. The world championship record is equaled. Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix and is a seven-time champion of the world. You know, when we were young and when I was young, when we were watching the Grand Prix, and this is way, way beyond our dreams. And I think it's so important for kids out there to hopefully see this and know that no one to tell, don't listen to anybody that tells you you can't achieve something extremely impossible and speak it into existence. And you've got to work for it. You've got to chase it. And you've got to never give up and never doubt yourself. Lewis Hamilton, second to none this year. And for the past few years as well, I, I said on this show that I don't think this domination is about to stop. I think there's no one exactly in the field with the machine to compete with him at the moment. So I think the next few years will be something we can watch out for where he's going to topple Schumacher's record eventually. And I also want to give a massive shout out to Lewis Hamilton because of what he does with the popularity and the influence that he has. He's not the only sports superstar to do that in the right way. Marcus Rashford also does the same, but it's what they do with the influence on track and take it off track that stands out for me as a as a as a big achievement, even comparable to winning seven world titles. I like Naomi Osaka as well. I think what she did at the US Open, you know, using sport as more than just a tool of sport, actually promoting your own core values as well. But Hamilton, you know, he he got COVID nineteen and still, uh, you know, he came back and of course he'd already won the title by then. But is number eight just around the corner for Mr. Lewis? I think it's hard to look beyond Lewis Hamilton next year. I th- the season looks like it will go ahead as planned. And it's going to be a longer season than ever with 23 races. Maybe Sebastian Vettel moving to Aston Martin might provide a bit of a challenge because they obviously will be the new Racing Point team. But hey, Lewis Hamilton is still the best driver in the best car. So he will still lay the benchmark next year. Now, Roshan, uh, what did you make of Hamilton's, you know, uh, achievements this year, you know, comparing to the great Michael Schumacher? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were talking about sporting moments, so I'm not quite sure why we're talking about F1, because it's not really a sport, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, listen, guys, I just had to get that one in there. Uh, all respect, all respect due to, uh, to Lewis Hamilton, and Roshan's uh, absolutely spot on with the work that he does, you know, off the, off the track as well, and using his influence uh, to help people out. Um, but look, uh, I just think what he's done is, is, is incredible to win it and show that consistency year after year. Yes, he has got the best car. They've got the best package there in terms of their team going forward. But, uh, you know, you still got to do the business, you know, and, and, and he's absolutely done that. And to deal with all that pressure year after year and to beat sort of the records that we're talking about. Michael Schumacher, I was a big fan of his growing up. I used to watch Formula One a lot as a teenager. And he was at the time, he was the main man and he was my favorite. So, you know, I, I didn't think it would be it would be beaten for a long while, and it wasn't until Hamilton has come along. And all credit to him for uh, for being able to to keep pace, matching the record, and and as Raushan said, I expect him to go on and, and and beat it. Okay, I'm just looking at the clock. We have seven minutes, and we have two more moments to discuss. Uh, firstly, Lionel Messi scored his 644th goal for Barcelona during his side's victory over Real Valladolid to break Pele's record of the most goals for one club. Now, this achievement even more significant because he actually won it out of Barcelona a few months ago. So, you know... Uh, Is that why he chose to stay at Barcelona? Because he had this record in mind? That's just a question I have. I don't Roshan. think it can ever be beaten again. You know, can it? Because yeah. I don't think anyone's going to stay at a club for that long to start with. But yes. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, you think about his record and again, that consistency, the, the greats of any sport, the greats when you talk about 
some of the all-time uh, all-time uh, superstars is that scary level of consistency exactly, that they're yeah. able to produce year after year. And you almost sort of take it for granted. I mean, we don't even really talk about Messi anymore in terms of his wonderful achievements. We've almost moved on to the to the rest of the world, talking about the likes of uh, Mbappe and uh, and uh, Erling Haaland and things like that. But he has been top class, top class year after year. And you know, I always argue against you know calling someone the greatest of all time uh, because I don't think you can be the greatest of all time. I think you can be the greatest of your era. Uh, I think he certainly is the, the, the greatest of my generation. You know, Messi, what a footballer. Yep, indeed. I think we've been privileged to watch Messi and Ronaldo go head-to-head and just sit down and admire. I mean, there's always argument, are you team Messi, are you team Ronaldo? Between always, these two, always. I think we're team football. We're just here yeah, to, we to enjoy them. the game. We have to appreciate them while we can because let's not forget, they are getting older and they're not as you know, in their prime as they once used to be. And uh, that brings us to, actually, Roshan, you you mentioned that statement about the greatest of all time. And uh, the man who we'll hear from in just a bit uh, did say, you know, because he keeps getting compared to Michael Jordan, talking about LeBron James. uh, He said, you know, we have to appreciate them while we can. And it's not the greatest of all time. It's probably the greatest of our era. Now, the uh, fifth and final point, uh, sporting moment of this year, quite upsetting news. Um, the death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, I, I have that news clip recording, actually, of what actually went down. Right now, so much of the world is just in shock and disbelief, trying to process what has happened today and make some sense of this gigantic loss. Here's what we know right now, and even though it has been several hours, it is still <laughs> stunning to say the words that Kobe Bryant, the legendary NBA star, is dead tonight. His adorable 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, known as Gigi, also dead tonight. Seven other people, a, a baseball coach, a pilot, all dead. The helicopter they were traveling in crashed outside of Los Angeles, but it went down and it caught fire on a hillside in Calabasas, California, about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. Everyone on board was on their way to Thousand Oaks, California. They were on their way to a youth basketball game at the Mamba Sports Academy. That is the training center opened by Kobe Bryant for young athletes. Before we discuss the topic just a little bit more, let's hear what LeBron James had to say. The first thing that comes to mind, man, is all about family. And as I look around this arena, we're all grieving, we're all hurt, we're all heartbroken. But when we're going through things like this, the best thing you can do is lean on the shoulders of your family. And from Sunday morning all the way to this point, now I heard about Laker Nation before I got here last year about how much of a family it is. And that is absolutely what I've seen this whole week, not only from the players, not only from the coaching staff, not only from the organization, but from everybody. Everybody that's here, this is really, truly, truly a family. And I know Kobe and Gianna and Vanessa and everybody, thank you guys from the bottom of their heart, as Kobe said. I look at this as a celebration tonight. This is, this is a celebration of the 20 years of the blood, the sweat, the tears, the broken down body, the getting up, the sitting down, the everything, the countless hours, the determination to be as great as he could be. Tonight, we celebrate the kid that came here at 18 years of age, retired at 38, and became probably the best dad that we've seen over the last three years, man. Kobe is a brother to me, and from the time I was in high school, to watching him afar, to getting this league at 18, watching him up close, all the battles that we had throughout my career, the one thing that we always shared is that determination to just want to win, and just want to be great. And the fact that I'm here now, 
means so much to me. I want to continue along with my teammates to continue his legacy, not only for this year, but as long as we can play the game of basketball that we love, because that's what Kobe Bryant will want. So in the words of Kobe Bryant, Mamba out. But in the words of us, not forgotten. Live on, brother. Yes, his legacy certainly does live on all the way past that. Now, guys, I'll just get your thoughts before, you know, I wrap up this segment. What influence did Kobe Bryant have on your lives? I just want to pick up on the point Roshan made earlier that there are things that are bigger, much bigger than sport. And this is one of those things. Kobe's legacy will live beyond what he did within the basketball court itself, I think with regards to building up a foundation, with regards to putting his kids through the game, with regards to the inspiration he served as, it just is amplified when someone tragically passes on. And I think that's the amplification that his legacy has got this year. It's put everything into perspective. And I dare say he, as LeBron rightly pointed out, will never be forgotten. Well, I think Raushan's uh, wrapped it up perfectly. I don't really have too much to, to add on to that. I think, you know, what he said is, is absolutely spot on. A uh, real legend of basketball. I don't think he'll ever be forgotten. And, uh, you know, again, someone who's used his influence to, to just try and help make the world a, a better place. Yes, it was um, shocking, you know, waking up to uh, to that news as well. And I remember it happened, I think it was on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, just, just really upsetting news. Well, gentlemen, there wraps up our five sporting moments of the year. We have five more to go. Of course, in no particular order, we did start with Liverpool and we made our way to Hansi Flick, Lionel Messi, Lewis Hamilton and Kobe Bryant. But next week, you know, we'll be talking about the impact that COVID-19 has had on the sporting world along with Diego Maradona and Raushan Marcus Rashford. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me and uh, I look forward to catching up with you next week. Cheers, Adrian. Happy New Year.